between the claws and the struts, they would make terrible house pets and even worse, armadildos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, if your kids are watching, that was a terrible idea. You should not let your kids watch. We talk about things like penises and dildos and the word fuck. Free tacos. Free tacos. Beer. see who's watching is there a way to see yeah you can check 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 we're recording um i can't be able to i don't know how this works um, i'm trying to press like the little who's watching thing but yeah right i'm sorry um it's like i'm pressing the little eyeball let me see i'm not seeing anything all right Whatever. Sorry. Hey, so Facebook world and people listening here, we are starting off on a slight delay here. We're missing the projector. I was a little late myself. Sorry. I had to send a fax and uh, in order to do so, they had to teleport me back to 2003 and uh, the return journey just took a little longer than Doc Brown expected. So, um, but we're back. We're here. We're up. We're running. Um, We are going to probably wait, uh, hopefully, maybe about five more minutes so that we can kind of sync up on our Facebook Live thing so I can read some answers and so that we can get the projector here so you guys might be able to see some answers. Joe's also probably going to wiggle around that um, the recording device we're using so that way then it's facing the correct wall. Um, and we may or may not throw a lamp across the room. It's possible. So stay here, stay frosty, and, uh, and, and see what happens. Um, we, we are going to have a question later on about, um, uh, we're going to have a bonus question. Uh, and if anybody can guess the answer to the bonus question, it's a single word. Uh, if anybody can guess the answer to the bonus question right now, you will get, uh, Ah, oh, hell, 1,500 bonus points. So um, the way this is going to work is if you can just type into that chat anytime you've got an answer, go ahead. Um, so um, if you're out there in Facebook world, you can hear me. Go ahead and type what you think the answer to how these questions are all connected in, in the chat. And if you get it right, I will give you 1,500 precognition points for not having heard any of the questions to know how any of them could possibly be related. Chrissy says it's blurry on purpose. My eyes feel funky. Uh, Wait, honestly, Chrissy, it's, it's that's just, that's the vibe I'm giving out right now. I'm just, uh, I'm a little blurry. Uh, Ariel says, am I the only one 30 seconds behind? You are not. Um, I am also a solid 30, if not 40 seconds behind. (laughs) All right. Chrissy says uh, that it's 
no longer blurry and I look flawless. So thank you, Chrissy, for both those compliments um, that I completely made up. Um, ooh, you know what we need to do is we need to move this slightly out of the way so that everybody can see the beautiful free Rocco provided to us by Lisa's Celebration Rocks in Celebration. So there you go. Join, join the group, Lisa Celebration Rocks, and please don't judge her company by this podcast. She is a, she's a wonderful rock designer. And whether she knows it or not, she's going to make us some marketing material. Mm-hmm. I heard a knock on the door, a knock, uh, a, a, a gently rapping, slightly tapping. Jesus, did you bring a ring light, too? And a hula hoop. Yeah, what? <laughs> Nick, what was the last time that you, that uh, you were clean? <laughs> that I was clean. clean. <laughs> you you look like you look like the caveman from those Geico commercials. <laughs> it's been a little while since we've seen the silence. <laughs> Nick's Nick's trying to rival Kim's beard. Is what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> he might be Norwegian, but I'm American strong here. <laughs> <laughs> How tall do we need this tripod? Well, we'll figure that out. <laughs> just, uh, just compensating. Oh, the green screen? Oh, never mind. Okay, we don't need the wheels. Yeah, we don't. You bought a green screen. <laughs> we can put you. We can put you on. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Will it? Will it help? Yeah, I, 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 we'll try that later. Let's try that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a. Yeah. Let's just get. Let's just get on. I'm not joining the group, therefore I will not be typing in my answer to you. Oh, okay, fine. that's because fair. It, you have to play a part of it. You have to be like accepted by you guys into yeah. into it. So anybody who tries to join right now that's not already part of this can't join. But they can follow me on my group, right? It's kind of weird because like I've I've had like Chrissy the other last last week said that she couldn't do it. I had to like what? accept her into it. Yeah, how kind of how do we accept people? Um, here, I'll have to do I, it later, but you're already live, so. Yeah. Isn't there a, I thought it would, it should be set up to where anybody can join. I see nine people watching right now, which is yeah. awesome. See, <laughs> I can, I can see who's watching on this camera. Like, on the camera that's live, I okay. can see who's watching. Okay, okay. So you guys probably can't see who's watching, but I can see it. Uh, is, uh, is, oh, is picture. Big Mama K on there? See a Caroline Keevan? See, this doesn't make sense because it only shows three. Well, I see, I see nine. I can also hear how far behind we are on my phone. Not a big fan of that. All right. Um, okay, guys, we are currently in the middle of setting up the projector so that you guys can see the questions. Um, so give us maybe, hopefully, 30 more seconds there, crew chief. Oh my goodness! Couple more minutes. So, um, so just uh, you know, a riff. Uh, let's talk about uh, sex, baby. Yeah. <laughs> right after I make sure my mom's on, let's uh, <laughs> let's do a little salt and pepper action here. All right, new coasters, Joe. Did you get new coasters? Um, These are no, Disney pass holder coasters. I think those are. 
Did you get these at a yard sale? I don't know. Lisa, where'd you get them? You got what? They're grandma's grandma's. Uh, oh. Um, Vintage. Oh, this is different. Yeah. Oh, do you need me to go get my tripod from the car? I think normally this projector's over here, right? Anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't really matter where it is. All right, here's the thing, too, to plug the projector in. You know what? How do we actually load this? Because we can put it right here. Oh, we can put it right on the table. Right, it'll just be blocking. But we'll we'll move things around. Here you go. Okay. Plug that in. Watch out for your beer and your microphone. Yeah. Ooh, show business, kids. <laughs> and then we got to open up this door. Yep. Okay. Oh, don't don't look at my thing. I have to start the slideshow from the beginning. No, 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 no. Stop that. From the beginning. Why are you not playing it like it's a thing? No, the lamp's still in the way. Yeah. Like this is crooked. Can we? Oh, that's showing it correctly. Okay, that's fair. That's fine. I'm fine with this. Oh, Lori's joining us. Lori's watching. Hi, Lori. Lori Caps. Woo. Yeah. She says, hey, Lisa and Joe. Hey. Oh, we got a lizard. Oh. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, right there. Oh. All right. Hey, we're going to get started here soon as soon as we <laughs> fix up the... Uh... We got a lizard in here. Yeah, that's fine. What are we going to do with the lizard? Just... We're going to wrangle. Oh. We're wrangling. Oh, look who's... Captain's. got it. I think it's on my shoe, bud. Did we get it? I just needed to catch it. Oh, here, it's over here. Can I get it? <laughs> oh, maybe that's another one. Oh. Another one? Oh, man. There's two lizards in here? There's one right here. Oh, jeez. Well, he's got it if you want to get this one. Oh, there's got another one over here. He's got, he's got one in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. no. <laughs> Wait, there's, they're all over the place. Where did oh, all these here. lizards come from? Uh, I don't know. They couldn't all have come from the chair. None of them yeah, were on her. No, I just dropped one up. No, no, it's, it's tail fell off. Yeah. No, no, I, oh, it did? Yeah. yeah. The one I was carrying? Yeah. Yeah, it's not up there. It's right here. Yeah, it's right there. All right, Joe, let's go ahead and fix this thing and let's get started. <laughs> all right, sorry. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, we live in Florida, kids. It's Lizard City. Here, let's scare them. A reptile uprising has begun. You know, it's funny when lizards can't actually uh, copulate. It's because they have e-reptile dysfunction. Funny guy. <laughs> funny guy. Okay. All right, I see that move. Yeah, we're a solid 30 seconds behind here. <laughs> chasing lizards through the house. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We're losing our viewers. We did this with a lot less screaming this time. <laughs> Why are you being weird? Get and sit over oh. here. Jeez. Holy Sister Lisa, come on. Well, she's going to be over here. But we can't hear there's, you. There's too many people yeah, here. here. You're being weird. No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. This is the same number of people that are here every time you're here. <laughs> That's true. All right. We're good. 
All right, everybody. Welcome to Free Tacos Podcast. Sorry about the delay there. Um, I am the brewery underscore buddy. Behind the camera right now, we got Joe with the show. He's probably going to come up and sit here real soon. Off to my right, we have Nearly Silent Nick because it is Mondays and he sometimes raises his hand and answers questions. Off to the left, we've got uh, DJ Pizza and the Holy Sister Lisa. They're going to go ahead and share this microphone a mile and a half away from the table. Uh, so welcome back to our next episode of Florida's Own Free Tacos Podcast Action Team Trivia. Let's move on to our categories for today. Our categories are Crazy History, Animal Bananimals, Movie Mysteries, Sporty Solicitations, and Disney Discourse. All right. Are we ready to move into our first question, everybody? Yes. All right. Here we go. First question tonight in our category, Crazy History. I need to speed that up. All right. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. So, Mike Conley, the Ithaca giant, is the dude from that overly manly man memes, as you can see up here behind me, hopefully. Uh, But another giant from the same era was the Boston strong boy, John L. Sullivan, simply known as John L. to his friends and admirers. He started out in 1875, dropping out of Boston College to play professional baseball, which led naturally to pugilism. As a bare-knuckle boxing heavyweight champion, he uh, fought in 51 fights, 147 of them, and 38 of those were by knockout. There were two draws, and uh, there was two draws in there too, with only one real loss. One fight went 75 rounds and is now immortalized with a historical marker at the site off of I-59 in Richburg, Mississippi. John L. died of heart disease at the age of 59 at his home in Abington, Massachusetts. What unusual way was his gravesite dug for this legend? People punch the ground with their fists. <laughs> we got DJ Pizza saying people punch the ground with their fists. Oh my goodness, I totally forgot the rules. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you were watching at home, here's the way this is going to work. We've got five rounds, three questions in each. I make up the points for each thing. Um, For each question, please just give us the craziest answer you can. Um, My questions are going to be so off the wall, these pictures aren't going to help at all. Uh, But if if you feel like you must go ahead and Google it, but good luck, because I spent hours researching this, uh, and you'll probably have to leave this podcast to do it, so you'll have to come back in. You'll probably be late, because that's how we roll. Uh, but please, if you're watching, give us an answer, even if it's a crazy off-the-wall one. If it makes me laugh, I'll probably award you some more points. <laughs> and um, that's, that's pretty... Oh, yeah, I stopped using the notebook. We're at, we're at uh, index cards now, uh, thanks yeah. to... Uh, uh, sponsored by Big Mama K. Um, so here we go. We got our, our first couple of answers. We have people punch the ground. Uh, we have he was uh, vertically or upright was how it was dug. Any question? Any, any thoughts over there, Holy Sister Lisa? venture guess and say he was buried uh, with face down so people could kiss his ass. <laughs> buried face down so people could kiss his ass. Upside down. Upside <laughs> down. 
All right, so we got face down, upside down, vertically upright, people punch the ground. This is more of how the grave was dug than how he was buried. So three of these are not correct. <laughs> All four of them are not correct, but one of them was closer than the other. <laughs> A dog did it, says Ariel. What else do we have? Any other guesses from Facebook world? How, what unusual way was the grave dug for John L. Sullivan, the super manly dude with this really waxed mustache, <laughs> off to the, uh, that side of the picture, whatever that is for you while you're watching. It's, it's my left, but it's my <laughs> right when I'm looking at the PowerPoint, so I assume it's probably your right, too, if you're looking at it. Um, uh, it was dug with barbells. Ooh, dug with a spoon, says James Vincent Paquette, <laughs> who, by the way... Uh, as today, like, what was it, four years ago, James, we had a picture taken where you, you posted, it was our first time meeting, you posted, uh, uh, my, I got my picture taken with the David Keevan. We did that, uh, just outside of the Little Mermaid dump, which is what they call the exit to the Little Mermaid, which is really <laughs> funny. Uh, so we've got dogs dug it, we've got a Sharknado, we got dug with one of his trophies, dug with a spoon, Dug with barbells, people punched the ground. We've got people who guessed that he was upside down. Uh, Joe with the show, what do you got? Any guesses? Uh, no. No guesses. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I like the enthusiasm. A lot of things did it. Uh, but here is the thing. During his training sessions in Belfast, New York, he would often escape and run down to the pub, presumably for some cardio, obviously. Why else do you run down to a pub? Uh, all of the fighting, overeating, and drinking actually left him very unhealthy, uh, and he ended up dying on February 2nd, which is coming up here in a week, uh, 1918, in Massachusetts. The ground, however, in February, in Massachusetts, was frozen. So they actually used dynamite <laughs> to blow a hole in the ground to bury him. Uh. Uh, one of his pallbearers, and actually... The guy who he went 75 rounds with, Jake Kilrain, said, Old John L. would have been would have approved. Uh, Jake is actually another boxer and their friend uh, who was the man who spent 75 rounds with before knocking him out uh, in 1890. Oh, no, in 1990, John L. was inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame as part of the original class. He's basically an X-Men. <laughs> All right. I did remember. I did remember, James. Thanks for joining us tonight. All right, here we go. We're moving on to question. Oh, we need to award some points. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so DJ Pizza was the first person to understand the question, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, give her uh, eight points. Seems like a good thing. Uh, Big Mama K, the dogs dug it. That kind of made me laugh, too. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and give her five points. I like the Sharknado from Ariel, so we'll give her three points. Uh, James Vincent Paquette's here, so I'm going to give him 45 points. What? And uh, we have Yeah, uh, and the rest of Facebook uh, as a whole is going to go ahead and get seven points. Because uh, I don't need to write everybody out at once. Uh, here we go. We're moving on to question number two. Uh, here we go. On June 6th, 1944, over 150,000 men stormed the shores of 
Omaha Beach, Utah Beach, Gold Beach, Juno Beach, and Sword Beach in a joint allied attack of American, Canadian, and British troops called Operation Overlord, but it is now simply known as D-Day. Uh, that's not to mention the air and naval support that were also providing assistance. Casualties were estimated at over 10,000 Allied soldiers. But my real question is, though, what does the D in D-Day stand for? <laughs> you should, everybody should know this. Here we go. Well, while you guys are thinking, I'm going to go ahead and give Lori, uh, Lori, Lori should get, we'll give her seven points, too, for the barbells. Um, oh, and we got, we got Lisa over here too. No, Lisa was the barbells. She, and, and Lori got it with, Doug with his trophies. That's, that's going to get you 14 points. Um, my mom says Dumbsday, but I think she means Doomsday. Demolition, says Chrissy. Delivery, says nearly silent Nick. He whispers into the silence. <laughs> Declaration, maybe, says DJ Pizza. These nuts! <laughs> that's, that's, that's from James <laughs> off the internets. All right, we're going to go for... Oh, we got the <laughs> Deutschland Day. Lori, you're wrong, but I'm giving you 50 points for that. Uh, very, very, very well-themed. Ariel Tynason says day after destination. Lisa also says day. We got a couple of days in there. Dope. It's the day of days. Mm -hmm. Dope. Just day. Dope day. Did you what also say just day? Uh, yeah, is it one of those things like you say ATM machine, but the M means nothing? Just like <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very close to that. Here we go. Moving right along. Uh, so starting as far back as 1918, the U.S. Army has designated the countdown to an operation with an H dash four hours and a D dash four days. So leading up to the operation, it would have been designated as D, then the number of days leading up to the day, which would be notated as D day. <laughs> and any day of an operation after the initial start would be listed with a plus. So three days before would read D minus three and three days after would be three plus D. So the D in D day actually stands for day. The French say it means disembarkation day or debarkation day. Uh, not very French of them. Uh, others say that it stands for day of decision and even departed date. But to all of them, Brigadier General Schultz wants you to know that June's, the June 6th invasion of Normandy was not the only D-Day in World War II. All right, so we got two people who actually said day. We got Lisa from the internet, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, give five points to Lisa, five points to Ariel. I heard DJ Pizza say five points, so we'll give five more points to that. Um, and these uh, uh, nuts was kind of funny, so I'll go ahead and give another uh, eight eight points to to James. And uh, I think that's. I think that's all we got there. I already gave uh, Lori an extra 50 points for Deutschland Day. And speaking 
of World War II. Adolf Hitler appeared on the cover of Time magazine many times in the 1930s and 40s. In fact, he was even named Time's Man of the Year in 1938 under the notion that the person of the year should not be noted uh, for influencing the world for better or for worse. Not only that, but rather mockingly, Hitler was actually nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize in 1939. The submission was eventually canceled, probably because the world was at war and no peace prize was given in 1939. What other world leader was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1945 and 1948 and was Time's Man of the Year in 1939 and 1942? Churchill. Churchill. Churchill's a good guess. Ooh, FDR. Wheeling himself into the <laughs> to the Times Man of the Year spot. Uh, Stalin? Stalin. Stalin's another world leader guess. Gonna make sure we get Nick and Holy Sister Lisa on the board here, too. We got Ariel says Stalin, Mama Kay says Churchill, James says Rusty Shackelford, Lori <laughs> says Stalin. We got a few Stalins out there. I think Churchill. We got another Churchill. It's a family thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually really surprised Rusty, Sh Ru Rusty Shackelford <laughs> might actually have it. <laughs> Napoleon says Chrissy they're reaching back they're like nobody, nobody's talked about the big NB in a while <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta make sure we drop him on the cover of all the magazines yeah. it could also be Gandhi hmm. Gandhi could be yet. Gandhi do you know that actually the Nobel Prizes are not allowed to be awarded posthumously? Posthumously. That's a tough one. Uh, and so actually Gandhi was going to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, but uh, he died. So they didn't give anyone the award that you're saying there was no living person mm. who was deserving of the prize. Wow. Well, then in that case, I rescind FDR because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> This is just a nomination, though. Anybody yeah. can be nominated. All right. Oh. Who is it? K-Ball just started watching. Ah. K-Balla. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Uh, for his efforts to help the end of World War II, Joseph Stalin was nominated wow. twice for the Nobel Prize and was honored as Time's Man of the Year in 1939 and 1942. But hey... If you if you were the Secretary General of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, you could just create your own award to give out. So in 1950, to coincide with his 70th birthday, although it was already past his 71st birthday at this point, the International Stalin Prize for Strengthening Peace Among Peoples was created. After uh, Nikita Khrushchev denounced Stalin in 1956, the prize was actually renamed to the International Lenin Peace Prize for strengthening peace among peoples. Uh, then in 1989, the name was shortened to just the International Lenin Peace Prize, but after the collapse of the USSR, uh, they ended the award considering it a counterpart to the Nobel Peace Prize. 
none of this should be confused with the Stalin Prize created in 1941 to recognize accomplished Soviet writers, composers, artists, and scientists. And it was later renamed to the uh, USSR Star Prize or something like that. Uh, yes, that stash is pretty incredible. All right, so we did actually have a few people who said Stalin here. We had, uh, Lori said Stalin, so I'll go 10 points. Ariel said Stalin. Uh, Mama K said Churchill, so I'll just, uh, give her 90 points for playing. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Nick, Nick said Stalin, so I'll go ahead and give him 10 points. Holy Sister Lisa said she wasn't doing well, and that is a correct answer, so I'll give her 25 <laughs> points. Um, and I, uh, you know what, Rossi Shackelford, though, I, I feel like, I feel like that's another solid answer from, uh, James, so I'm gonna go ahead and drop in another 15 points for that dude, too. Alright, here we go, we're moving on to our next category, which today is called Animal Bananimals. Instead of having them do a little alliteration, I went with, a uh, little rhyme scheming. Uh, so, uh, here we go. I gotta make sure I'm down at the bottom. Whew. This medium to large dog, uh, this medium to large breed of dog is usually short-haired. It was originally developed in Germany as a cross between an old English bulldog and the now extinct Bullenbeiser. This, these dogs are bright and energetic, but tend to be patient and protective of children. They tend to be popular with families. So popular, in fact, that in 2013, they were the seventh most popular dog breed in America for four years in a row. Currently, they have fallen out of the top ten, likely due to pugs being the obvious choice for number one, and hold a steady spot at number eleven. More than likely, they are named after the similar-sounding similar German word. However, some claim they got their name from the interesting way they tend to play. What dog breed is this? And again, it has nothing to do with this picture. This is actually a Bullenbeiser, which are now extinct, which is why we don't have pictures, and only a drawing of this weird cat dog. That almost looks like a tiger. <laughs> so what dog breed are we talking about? We got a bull mastiff. We got a boxer. Bull mastiff. We have a boxer. Does it have a German name? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Guess we'll find out in the answer, won't we? <laughs> I've got three boxers here from James, Kim, K-Ball, uh, and Big Mama K. Uh, what did you say? American Bull Terrier. American Bull Terrier. All those American dogs are made in Germany. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. Nearly Silent Nick. Uh, Holy Sister Lisa. Joe with the show. Wait, what did you say? A poodle. We got another boxer. We got a Newfoundland, a bull terrier. A chihuahua. We got K-Ball is still not a thing. We got a chihuahua. Uh, and we've got... What? Yep. Yep. I mean, we got we got more things on the internet. All right, so here we go. Uh, 
because of their tendency to play on their hind legs and paw at things that people some believe they got uh, that some believe that they got their name of boxer. Chances are though, <laughs> chances are they're actually called boxers because small versions of the Bullenbizer breed that they originated from were called boxel. And since they were bred with bulldogs, they were likely named for that reason. In fact, a 60-year boxer breeder, breeder even stated that boxers on their hind legs would likely result in the dog having broken legs. So that seems like an unlikely way as to how they got their name. So, uh, let's see. How many people said boxers? We've got... Uh, Just give all of Facebook like 14 we got James. We'll go ahead and he's he's doing too well, so I'm just gonna give him four for that. Uh, <laughs> K Ball has joined, and since she's embraced that name, we're gonna give her 50 points. Uh, Big Mama K said boxer, so she obviously gets another 90 points for that. Uh, we got doof. Let's see. Uh, James went and said boxer again, so I'll give him. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll give him another 16 points for that. Uh, you said boxer, right? Mm -hmm. So Nick's going to get, uh, I don't know, eight, eight points. Um, and I, I think said, that's... I said Great Dane, but I was thinking about boxers. <laughs> were you thinking about boxer shorts or were you thinking about the dog boxer? The dog boxer. All right, then, uh, we'll go ahead and give Joe with the show, um, oh, 17 man, points for almost being right. Poker. Okay. All right. Uh, I had to negotiate. <laughs> Here we go. Let's move like so many Germans have, to Argentina. On the screen behind us is an adorable tiny armadillo. This adorable armadillo is the smallest species of armadillo with a shell on its back, uh, with a flat tail and a fuzzy yellow whitish fur uh, on its exposed body parts. They live between the Mendora province to South Buenos Aires in Argentina because they like to live in scrubby grasslands in those regions. It is called... Uh, Peach is Ciego, uh, but it's a much easier and more magical name since its discovery in 1825 is what? What is the more common name for this tiny armadillo? Armando. Armando. <laughs> like, not this specific one. <laughs> the breed. <laughs> this, this specific species of armadillo. I can't tell if James is still talking about uh, the boxers from the last one when he says Amanda Pete, or if he is talking about this uh, adorable little armadillo. We got a koala dillo. Wrong, but worth 19 points. Uh, thanks, Lori. Sand shrew. A sand shrew. That's very shrewd of you. <laughs> Minus eight points. Uh. <laughs> I will tell you, it is not called the hairy screaming armadillo. They are much bigger and they are adorable. Uh, we got a mermaid dillo from. Oh, James says no, that's the armadillo's name. That uh, looks like Alf. I would say an A what? Looks like Alf. You know, remember an, that character? Alf. Alphadillo. An alphadillo? I'll, I'll, I'll give you nine points. I like that. I like that one. We got a mermaid dillo uh, from Ariel. I'm going to award her 17 points for that. She's sticking with herself being magical. Tiny armadillo, says Mama K. Um, and because she is 
technically correct in identifying that, I will give her 90 points. Um, <laughs> Mama Kay's crushing it tonight. Um, they got a fairy dillo from Ariel. Sweet baby Jesus armadillo. Uh, K-Ball, are you talking about the beer sweet baby Jesus from Dewclaw? Do you think this is a Dewclaw dillo? Because if you do, you might actually... You know what? Because I think that's what you're thinking. 50 points to Dumbledore. And, uh... uh Alright. Do we have any guesses? Looks like a platypus. Looks like a platypus. Alright. A platypus dillo. Platypus dillo. Uh, DJ Pizza gets, uh, 180 points. Uh, she's wrong. But uh, we got an Arma... Oh, James, I'm not saying that one out loud because I'm actually using it later in my answer, so mm. I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to give you... I'm going to give yeah. you the eight points I took from Nick for that. <laughs> um, you know what? Somebody uh. is a Jigglypuff. Ariel, you should have stuck with your last one where you said Fairy Dillo because you were actually very close with that, and because of that, I'm going to award you an additional uh, 64.3 three one seven points um so <laughs> we still don't know much about these adorable pink fairy armadillos because they are burrowing animals which is the reason for those giant front claws they are also highly susceptible to stress and most attempts to remove them from their burrows or hold them in captivity of captivity has actually caused them to die of stress Wow. And you think your job's bad. <laughs> all in all, only three have ever survived in captivity, but barely. Like, um, the most successful was in 1970, when the pink fairy armadillo survived 30 months in captivity. The other two attempts in 1985, which lasted 22 months, and the most recent attempt in 2009, the poor thing only survived eight months. Oh. Although they would be great for your garden because they are fossorial insectivores so they eat like ants snails worms and um but between the claws and the struts they would make terrible house pets and even worse armadildos (laughs) (laughs) oh by the way if your kids are watching that was a terrible idea you should not let your kids watch we talk about things like penises and dildos and the word fuck uh, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, so Ariel, uh, fairy armadillo was correct. Oh, uh, uh, our our Mexican friends said uh, it looks like a platypus, and so I gave uh, DJ Pizza 180 points for that. Uh, so I'll give I'll give them uh, 97 for joining, and I think that's the exchange rate. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, all right. Uh, super fedunctation is a rare occurrence in humans where one woman is pregnant with two separate eggs fertilized from sperm from two separate men. Well, rare in humans, animals that have litters, it's far more common. Some animals actually do this on purpose just about every mating season. In particular, six species that include the leopard and the small spotted cat varieties multiple paternity is very common with the pups in these litters what type of animal has pups has litters of pups with multiple fathers very regularly 
that include the leopard and the small spotted cat varieties. So what species of animal? So you're going, you're going big cats. All right, mm -hmm. we got big cats for DJ Pizza. Is it a cat? Nope, it's a type of animal. It could be a cat. I'm not gonna disclude cats. Including the leopard and small spotted cat varieties. The cast, the cast, the cast of the Bachelor. We got ho seals. We got seals. We, uh, you're going felines. No, I don't know. Let me think. <laughs> I gotta think. Oh, my God. No. And it has to be a litter, so it can be like a turtle. Wouldn't be. Like uh, Ariel, who is obsessed with mermaids and sharks, said sharks. Okay. Nearly Silent Nick. No idea. The blue. No idea. The blue whale. What? Yeah, I was gonna say whales or dolphins. Whales, whales or dolphins? Yeah. Uh, whales or dolphins? We got another <laughs> seal in there. Seal seems very popular. Did I mention cast of the bachelor? Because that was one of the guesses from James, who uh. gets himself another nine points. Ah. For cast of the bachelor. Uh, we've got <laughs> Lucelles. What's that? I don't. I don't know. Lucille's? Maybe it's Lucille's. Lucille's? Oh, Lucille's. going off the seals thing. Um, Lucille's. Ho seals. Loose seals. Loose He's seals. saying okay. loose seals. Okay, I get okay. it. Um, you get no extra points. <laughs> uh, I, I am awarding Lori another uh, 14 points for ho seals. Uh, everybody else who said seals, I'm going to give zero points to because that answer is not right. Um, all right. So... <laughs> Here we go. With species including the sandbar, nurse, lemon, bonnethead, leopard, and small spotted cat shark, it is, in fact, Hello? sharks. Sharks. <laughs> that quite typically will have litters. If you didn't know, a group of shark babies is called litters of pups. If you didn't know, baby sharks are called pups with multiple fathers. Many different animals have litters, as litters generally denote some protection from predation. Uh, not necessarily from outside, but from parents' investments in breeding. Some young can be lost, and the species will survive. The breeding season will not be wasted. For sharks, they tend to gestate between 10 and 11 months, so they re recover quickly after the birth to be ready to do it again in a month or two. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and give... <laughs> we're going to go ahead... <laughs> I was just going to give Ariel 25 points for that one, but then she added uh, they also enjoy a little biting, and who does not enjoy that during some uh, uh, much-needed... Don't listen, uh, Mom. Uh, much-needed copulation. So we're going to go ahead and drop Ariel 150 points off of that one. Um, it upgraded due to its uh, factual accuracy of uh, sexual habits of biting -ness. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to movie mysteries. Here we go. Liam Neeson. By the way, I made a bunch of memes for tonight. I hope nobody minds. <laughs> um, Liam Neeson has been in some incredible kick-ass movies throughout the years. Gangs of New York, The Grey, and who can forget Rob Roy where he literally cleaves a dude in half. Oh yeah, and of course Taken. It probably helps that he was athletic when he was younger. 
played semi-pro football for a couple of games, but never signed uh, to help with those fight scenes. He was even an amateur boxer from the age of 9 to 17. Even a champion in Northern Ireland three times. But probably the most helpful skill he ever learned before going into acting was that he was a forklift driver. Okay, I don't know how that will help, but he was one. <laughs> you see, I even know where he was a forklift driver. So where... <laughs> What company did Liam Neeson drive a forklift for? Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> it was between gigs. Uh, he was he was a forklift driver. That's how he survived COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how he survived after that's like he's still doing <laughs> I don't say FedEx. We got FedEx. We got Amazon. UPS. UPS. Did he do this in Ireland, or did he... he did do this in Ireland before he was an actor at uh, Ireland Amazon. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right, before Amazon. Factory. All right, so we've got Freeman, Cat, and I don't even know what a forklift is. Uh, um, uh, that company that makes. K also uh, a lifto pickup yeah. and Guinness. pull back. <laughs> We got uh we got a Guinness, uh we got little tykes, Schindler's lifts. <laughs> oh my god. James just picked himself up a thousand points. Schindler's lifts. Jesus. Uh hey, uh don't don't worry, Mexico. I've got a uh a picture of a forklift coming up in a minute. You'll know what it is. Uh we got Jameson. <sighs> Oh, Montacargas in Spanish. Montacargas. Did I say that right? Montacargas? Si. Car Cargas? I don't know. Well, come at me in the comments. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hashtag just don't care. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we do actually have a correct guess so far. So I'm going to go ahead and move on. Uh, but before we do, uh, I already said... Schindler's Lifts gets a thousand points. Um, anybody who guessed like a a thing that has to do with uh, like shipping is is wrong. Okay. Um, oh, my accent was right, so Mexico gets another seven hundred and seventy eight points uh, because my accent's flawless. Uh, but DJ Pizza is gonna go ahead and drop out two thousand for her Liam Neeson knowledge uh, because it was in fact. Guinness Brewery. Uh, turns out he was actually enrolled as a physics and computer science student in 1971, uh. where he actually left at the age of 19 to drive a forklift uh, as at one of Ireland's most famous companies, the Guinness Brewery in Dublin, Ireland, pushing out beer and badasses. 2,000 points. Way to go. What? You're almost in the lead. <laughs> I hope you don't. I don't know what Freeman is, so Mama K gets zero points that time. Uh, so, this was actually supposed to be last week's episode. So, last Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. One of my favorite films uh, about a monumental part of his life was released in 2014. The film cast David Oliwo as Dr. King and a number of other brilliant performances by uh, Tom Wilkinson, 
Carmen Ajogo and Tim Roth, Common, Giovanni Rabisi, and Cuba Gooding Jr., to name a few. The first four I mentioned are actually all British actors. This movie focuses on shortly after Dr. King receives his Nobel Peace Prize, he organizes a march to Montgomery in order to allow black citizens the right to vote. After many trials and tribulations, including a very violent and impactful confrontation, Judge Frank Johnson allowed the march to move forward, and President Johnson Johnson, uh, speaks before a joint session of Congress to pass a bill to eliminate voting restrictions. The film closes on the march reaching Montgomery and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. making a speech at the state capitol. What is the name of this film? On Facebook, we have a Selma guess. I will second that. I was going to say Selma, too. Three Selmas. Four Selmas. K-Ball with a Selma. Lori says Selma. Holy Sister Lisa, are you concurring with the Selma guess? I was going to say, was it Men in Black? It, <laughs> was it Men in Black, says, says Joe with the show? The prequel? <laughs> Mama K, real quick, type in Selma so I can give you some points. It's with an S. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Okay, so here we go. Here are our points. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, Ariel was the first one I saw, so I'll I'll give her uh, thirty points. Mama K just typed in, so she's getting nine hundred. Um, like a bunch of people in here agreed, so they we're gonna go. Uh, Facebook's gonna get another seventy. Three points. Uh, I saw Lori with a Selma, so she'll get another. Uh, I don't know what I give Ariel. Ooh, thirty. We'll do thirty again. Thirty again. Thirty again. A lot of thirties. Holy Sister yeah. Lisa. I think she said thirty, but she might have just not guessed. Well, I said, um, yeah, okay. Good. 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 DJ DJ Pizza. I'll give I'll give uh, thirty point seven points. Uh, <laughs> K Ball. We'll give her another fifty. Joe said men in black. I, I, I'm going to have to minus three points on that one. Um, all right. There we go. I think I think we're good. Uh, so uh, winning over 35 awards in 19 of the 30 award ceremonies it was nominated for, uh, including best actor, best ensemble, best narrative, uh, Los Angeles Film Critics Association Award. Uh, oh, and... The Los Angeles Film Critics Association awarded it the uh, New Generation Award. Uh, one thing all of these accolades agree on is that the movie is phenomenal, and so is the soundtrack as John Legend and Common Song. Glory pretty much won everything. All right, we are moving on to our Star Wars question. And does Ooh. a Wookiee shit in the woods? Yes. A little nepotism is not that rare in Hollywood. George Lucas is no exception to this rule. Both of George's daughters appeared in the Star Wars prequels. Katie was in Episode 1 and 2, whereas the older adopted daughter, Amanda, had roles in the Phantom, had two roles in The Phantom Menace. She played uh, Tay Howe, who was the controller of the dro- the voice of the controller of the droid control ship, and Diva Funkita, who is in the pod race scene hanging out with Jabba the Hutt. She is actually credited as Tiger with a Y. 
Uh, in the Attack of the Clones, she goes uncredited as Adnama, a bar patron in the scene with Zam Wessel, the sexiest villain in Star Wars. <laughs> in Revenge of the Sith, she's uh, a human senator next to Bail Organa and Mon Mothma uh, named Tear Tanil. Quite a legacy she has there in the Star Wars world. She appeared in a couple more films be- before starting a career as what? <laughs> what was Amanda Lucas's career after the prequels? Stripper. Stripper. I mean, you're wrong, but I'll I'll give you back those three points from oh, Selma. Thanks. Oh no, that's, that's Spielberg's daughter. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's that's Ron Howard's stuff. Yeah. yeah. Spielberg's daughter is doing. Spielberg's doing it. Now, yeah, she's doing porn. Yeah. yeah. We got we got. Uh, MMA fighter, Jake Lloyd's grief counselor, El Chapo's Hollywood hookup, waitress. Um, James is getting an, another 60 points for Jake Lloyd's grief counselor. El Chapo's making me laugh. We'll drop in another 30 points for Lori. Forklift driver for Lisa for the callback. She gets, I don't know, 2,572 points. Uh, plus... Plus, she also gets pie. 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 Um, it's not that much. It's, it's only 3.14 and change, but yeah. it's it's not bad to have on there. Yeah. Uh, Fort Lift Drivers. Uh, PR for Lucasfilm. PR for Lucasfilms. Okay. I don't know. Joe said stripper. Mm-hmm. Did you actually have a guess? Uh, Nearly Silent Nick? Ariel says only fans. <laughs> uh, wait till the next slide. She doesn't have an only fans. <laughs> you, you wait till the next slide. Yeah. Although maybe you know what? Five points. <laughs> Five points to Slytherin. Because that's what you do on only fans, right? You Slytherin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Holy Sister Lisa. What's your guess? What was it? Makeup artist. ILM consultant. All right. Uh, The only one who is right is K Ball. Uh, Her husband took her to an MMA fight when she was, and she was enthralled. Uh, Gosh, K Ball, uh, we'll just go ahead and drop uh, 763 points on there for you. Uh, she took an interest in fighting as a way to overcome her childhood bullying for being fat and wimpy. Those are quotes. Uh, she earned a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, as well as training in Muay Thai. Uh, I mean, it took her three films and, uh, and four roles from her own father to get her real name into the credits, so why not use a stage name for her MMA career? Powerhouse was her name. Uh, she was knocked out in her first fight in the third round. However, <laughs> Powerhouse won her next five rights and five fights in a row, and finally retired to have a child in 2014. And his name is Felix. Okay. Like the cat? Uh, yes, actually, it's named after the cat. Okay. Joe gets seven more points. 
All right. Uh, so we are now moving on to our next category, sporty solicitations. <laughs> you know what? I realize now putting this picture with the word solicitation in it. <laughs> Probably get us banned off of... Uh, Probably was not the best option. <laughs> mm. Oh, well. Don't worry. Look at how happy that kid is. <laughs> I'm about to get flattened. I've always wanted to be a pancake. They're my favorite food. All right. Uh, created in reality in 2003 in Berlin, this sport was first created in a kung fu movie, a French comic, and even a hip-hop song before the first competition ever took place 24 years after its first mention in that kung fu movie. Officially registered in countries that include China, Czech Republic, Finland, France, Germany, Great Britain, India, Italy, Mexico, Russia, South Africa, Spain, Turkey, the Ukraine, the United States, and even Madagascar. Probably due to those little monkeys, those lemurs. <laughs> this sport is a combination of boxing and what other discipline? Wait, what was the name of the sport? That's the question. Mm. It is it is boxing and what other sport? <laughs> And that's its name. So I can't tell you the name or you will already know. <laughs> kickboxing. We got kickboxing. We've got Tai Chi. And James gets like... Gosh, it's so gross. I only want to give you 43 points for your comment of flattened or worse about that poor child in the cutscene. Uh, it is not with cats, but this... This sport was first mentioned in a kung fu movie, a French comic, and finally a hip-hop lyric before it was actually created in 2003. The sport is a combination of boxing and another sport, and that is its name. What is the name of this sport? We've got Lucha Libre. We've got kickboxing. We've got kitty speed bags. We've got Tai Chi. <laughs> Kitty speed bags. Oh, 18 points to, to Slytherin. Uh, oh, uh, Tybo. Tybo. Oh. Little Billy Banks action. Mm. You got nothing. Got nothing. Boxing and heavy petting. <laughs> that is actually the closest. <laughs> because boxing is in the title. Of this Wu Tang song, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a Wu Tang song that actually has this sport in the title. And if you were unaware, the Wu Tang Clan is nothing to fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> you should know the CJJ. Well, that's the only thing I. Kickboxing. Yeah. Oh. That last clue might have just pushed Wait. it over the edge. We got a what? UCF, we got a kickboxing, and a chess boxing. We got rhythmic boxing, like rhythmic gymnastics shadow with ribbons. Box. Shadow boxing. We got shadow boxing. We got we got uh, Fiona Apple mm. fan over yeah. there. Um, you know what, Lori? For the image of a bunch of tough, like brawny boxers, like flipping around ribbons, I'm gonna give you uh, uh, that looks good for 420 points. Um, and then we got shadow boxing again from Ariel. Uh, both Lori and James got it right, so that's worth another 19 points. Uh, so the answer is... 
Chess boxing is a sport separated by weight class for men and women ages 17 and over. You must be good at both boxing and chess to compete. Uh, matches can end by a knockout in boxing or a checkmate in chess or if the nine-minute timer runs out in chess or if a player is purposely delaying one discipline because they are losing in the other field. How so, many moves can you make in chess before you have to start boxing? I think it's a timed thing. I think it's a timed thing. What happens if you knock over the table? Yeah. Can you, like, box like, like at the table? Do you box sitting down? I mean... So like, many do you just good reach questions. across and just and just smack the guy? How does that work? Now. Yeah, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. So like, so here's the thing: if you if you are like getting your ass kicked mm-hmm. in um, boxing, so you start to delay your chess moves, you mm-hmm. will be you will lose. And if you try to delay the boxing part because you're mm-hmm. losing at chess, mm-hmm. you will lose the match. Uh, so in the case of a draw, the player using the black pieces in chess is declared the winner due to the first move advantage, and although this rule has been written, it has never actually been needed. Wow. All right, here we go. Moving on. Cal Ripken Jr. has an amazing 20, had an amazing 20-year career with the Baltimore Orioles, which started in 1981 and went to the end of the season in 2001. It definitely... Uh, helped that his father, Cal Ripken Sr., became the manager in 1987. Sr. is actually the first manager to have two sons on the lineup, as Billy Ripken was also on the team. That's uh, that's Cal Ripken over on this side and Billy on, on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, although they aren't usually counted, but on September 14th, in 1987, Sr. took Jr. out of the game in the eighth inning, ending an 8,000 243 inning or consecutive innings played streak, which historians agreed is unchallenged as the longest streak of its kind. Beginning in the 1982 season uh, to the end of the 1998 season, what incredible, oftentimes called unbreakable streak, did Cal Ripken Jr. actually shatter? Started every game. Started every game. Or games played. Games played, started every game. All right, that's a good guess. So we've got to start at every game or games played. Any other guesses for Cal Ripken? Most STDs in a season. Ooh. <laughs> Lori's spicy. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and, and give Lori, uh, I don't know, chlamydia points. I think that, oh, 69 points. That's what we're going to give her. Uh, 69 points for Lori. We got uh, season, says Mama Kay. Oh, puppy needs to go out, so James is leaving. If the, if the puppy's done in time, come on back or take us for a walk. <laughs> RBIs, says DJ Pizza. Most lines snorted off off of a hooker's bum. Uh, That looks like uh, 69 plus a bloody nose. That comes out to 83 points for Ariel. Consecutive games played was the follow-up. Joe with the show. What do we got? Most hits. 
Most hits. We got nothing from the chair. Mm -mm. All right. Uh, so seasons is a close guess. Uh, most STDs per season is a close guess. Um, runs from K-Ball is a good guess. But originally held by Lou Gehrig in a streak of 2,130 from May 30th, 1982 until September 19th, 1998, Cal Ripken Jr. played an incredible 2,632 games in a row. Mm. So that gives us points over here to Ariel. Another, um, we'll just double that, 83 from earlier. Uh, nearly Silent Nick is going to go ahead and get uh, 84 points because he did not say anything about hookers. Uh, and I'm going to give Kim 18 points for playing and uh, talking about the runs because everybody poops. Um, the next closest record is 1,307 with only five others with a streak over 1,000 games. Cal Ripken Jr. earned his nickname, The Iron Man. Speaking of Iron Man... <laughs> Football has a category of player that is called Ironman. Players like New York Giants center Old, indest old Indestructible Mel Hine was one from 1931 to 1945. Uh, oh, sorry. New York Giants center Old Indestructible Mel Hine was one from 1931 to 1945. So was Chuck Bednarik, Concrete Charlie, from the Eagles. Uh, from 1949 to 1962, who was also a center, and center E.J. E. J. Holub, the Beast, from Dallas Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs between 1961 to 1970. Even gold medal winning Associated Press's greatest athlete from the first 50 years of the 20th century, place kicker, the Bright Path Jim Thorpe, was an Iron Man in football. What exactly do you have to be what exactly do you have to do to be considered an Iron Man in American football? Swim. You have to swim. Play. Swim through your enemies. You got to play both sides, both offense and defense. We got to play both offense and defense. We've got to play both offense and defense from K ball. They were all centers, right? And a place kicker? Uh, th three of them were centers and one was a place kicker. Yes. That makes sense uh -huh. to me. Yeah. Play offense and defense. Play multiplayer, says Big Bob McKay. I think she means offense and defense and not mm -hmm. like <laughs> they're able to select the body they're in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's what we're going with. That's, that's our big thing, mm -hmm. playing offense and defense. Yes. All right, it doesn't happen anymore as everyone's position is so exact on the team. But you see, in order to be an Ironman in football, you have to consistently play both offense and defense. That goes ahead yeah. and uh, gives DJ Pizza 78 points. Uh, Big Mama K is going to go ahead and get uh, 75 points. Ariel was the first one. Ariel was the first one I saw, so she's going to go ahead and get to 80 points. Uh, D. Joe uh, also said it, so I'll give him 80 points because it was like at the same time. Uh, Facebook itself is going to get another 69 points because that's a funny thing. 
Uh, Lori said multiple positions, which I'm assuming is sex again, so she gets another 69. Uh, Lisa didn't guess, but because uh, her answers have been kind of fun, I'll give her another pie. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I think, agreed, so I'll give him uh, 64. Uh, and pie. Uh, Kim agreed, so I'll give her, uh, I don't know, 650. And... Uh, I think that's where we're at, right? Holy Sister Lisa said she didn't know. Uh, I will give her a craft uh, a single as, <laughs> as her, her prize. I drew a little piece of cheese on the scoreboard. All right. So this right here is... Oh, wait. There's still more. Uh, so Hall of Famer Mel Hine was a center and a linebacker. Same with Hall of Famers Chuck Bednarik and EJ Holub, although... He is the only Kansas City Chief. He's only a Kansas City Chief Hall of Famer right now, but soon he should be a football Hall of Famer. Uh, Jim Thorpe was a running back, defensive back, place kicker, and punter. He won two gold medals for track and field in the 1912 Olympics for the uh, pentathlon and decathlon, and also played baseball, football, and basketball. But basically, played offense and defense to get the. Uh, but basically. If you play offense and defense and get a killer nickname, you're most likely going to be an Iron Man in football. All right, moving right along. We got three questions left. We're moving into the Disney discourse. So our first question is going to be our Walt Disney World question. The great movie ride at Hollywood Studios opened with MGM Studios in on May 1st, 1981 and closed uh, August 13th, 2017. Uh, but it's all encased in the uh, facade of the Chinese theater, which is still there along with uh, in the a series of handprints from celebrities throughout the ages. Uh, some were added as late as Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future in 1999, Avengers' own Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Ray Liotta from Goodfellas, Aladdin's Robin Williams, and even Rocky Balboa himself, Sylvester Stallone, is in there, uh, along with a whole bunch of people from Star Wars, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and George Lucas, but also C-3PO and R2-D2. Uh, those aren't the only two characters that made it. Made it. Jim Henson shares uh, his block with Kermit the Frog, uh, and on opening day, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy were all added at the same time as what other animated character? So what other animated character added their handprint on opening day along with Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy? Pluto. We got Pluto. Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. All right, Pluto. Facebook, any guesses? We got Pluto, another Pluto from Lori. Who do you say? Who? Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Cinderella, says Mama Kay. Daisy. I will say in 1989, Cinderella was my favorite animated movie, so Mama <laughs> Kay gets mm, 90 uh, points. Well, we got another Pluto, another Daisy. Holy Sister Lisa, any guesses? Oh, Pluto. Another Pluto. I was the first Pluto. She was the first Pluto. You are, in fact, the first Pluto. That's what it, That might be your new nickname. <laughs> the first Pluto. First Pluto. Okay. You're not a planet either. Uh, 
Joe with the show? Um, I'm going to say Pluto. You're going to say Pluto. we got a lot of Plutos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm awarding myself 19,000 points for knowing this. Um, okay. That works out well. So, based on a book written in 1981 by Gary Kilwolf, Gary K. Wolf, and turned into a live-action movie with plenty of tunes in 1988, which received great acclaim... Roger Rabbit was actually the other character there on opening day to get his hands what? and likely feet. Do you see? Do you guys all see that little fade in? How cool was that? <laughs> uh, his likely his feet prints in the cement. As a bonus fact, there is no punctuation at the end of the movie title Who Framed Roger Rabbit because the punctuation in movie titles is considered bad luck in Hollywood. As a bonus, bonus fact, the book is actually called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? It does have a question mark. Uh, where Roger actually hires Eddie Vallant to find out why his employers changed their minds about giving him his own comic strip, and then Roger actually gets killed. <laughs> Wild, right? Whoa. All right, moving along. Disneyland has over 60 rides and attractions now 65 years after it opened. On July 17, 1955, when Disneyland opened, it only had 19 attractions. 13 of those attractions are still in use today, including Peter Pan's flight and the trippy Mr. Toad's wild ride. One of the original 13 that are still there is actually much older than all the other attractions. Which one is the oldest attraction out of any in any Disney park? The carousel. We've got a guess for the carousel. Agreed. We have a second for the carousel. Storybook one. Oh, the one where you go on the boat and you get eaten by the the whale. Oh yeah, that's the cutest ride. I love that. I do like that ride. You know what's not fun is when you go on the Casey Junior's train and you get into the the little cage. And you can't get out because you're too big because that was meant for children. You definitely shouldn't have done that in the first place. That's just not fun. Brilliant. Love it. All right, Facebook. Any guesses for what the oldest attraction at Disneyland is? So far, we've got the storybook boat and the carousel is the first two guesses. And the Matterhorn. My mom said the casserole. Well, there is that. I mean, are we talking? We've got the real. The walking th- thing through the castle is actually an attraction. I think Mama K meant carousel, <laughs> but typed casserole, and for that, Mama K gets 90 points. Alright. Um, we got the railway, we've got Peter Pan. You know what? They are refurbished trains, but the traction itself, the tracks weren't laid. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm going to give Kim 47 points. Constellation Prize. The train railway, um, and I'm going to give Mexico another 47 points for agreeing with Kim. Mm. Splash Mountain, says Mama K. After she said the casserole. (laughs) All right. Seems like enough for me. 
So we're going to move along here. Uh, remember how the idea of Disneyland came from Walt watching his kids on a carousel and wishing there was a place for him for his, and for families to enjoy rides together? Well, he wanted a carousel like the one in Griffith Park and wanted them all to be jumpers. They actually found a menagerie carousel from Sunnyside Beach Park in Toronto, Canada that has been in operation since 1922, although it has been in a refurbishment or two to touch up with some 18 karat gold paint. Fancy. It was still the same carousel running since 1922, making it the oldest attraction at any Disney park. So I'm going to go ahead and give, um, let's see, we got, you said carousel, you said carousel. Do we have another carousel in here? Nope, just you two. All right. Uh, you said carousel? I said the castle. You said the castle. You were wrong. Uh, so we've got uh, Joe gets 98 points. Nearly Silent Nick gets uh, uh, 99 points. And Big Mama K, because Casserole Made Me Laugh Again, gets uh, 164 points, because those were the numbers that came into my head. All right, coming into question 15. Ooh. This Disney sequel was released on November 16th, 1990, the same day as Home Alone, which Disney accounts for its poor performance. But this effectively ended animated sequels being released in theaters for over 10 years. This film brought on John Candy to voice the character Wilbur. John Candy, by the way, was also in Home Alone. Uh, that's what this picture is from. I, I do not know that. The Kenosha Kickers. The Kenosha Kickers. Uh, so this film brought on John Candy to voice the character Wilbur as the brother of Orville, the character from the original, because Orville's voice actor Jim Jordan had died two years earlier. What is the name of this Disney sequel? And for dropping some bonus knowledge, we're going to go ahead and give DJ Pizza uh, uh, 106 thousand points and, uh, if I, unless i'm mistaken zaza gabor also did a voice in this movie i will neither conform nor deny because it's the rescuers down under we've got two guesses for the rescuers down under three guesses for the rescuers down under we've got four guesses for the rescuers down under yeah rescuers five guesses for the six guesses for the rescuers down under Planes, Trains, and Automobiles 2. <laughs> the animated movie. Animated show. I'm going to go ahead and give Lisa another pie points. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same Lisa or another Lisa that's joined, but uh, we got another guest for Rescuers <laughs> Down Under. Um, so let's go ahead. We'll give this a thousand point question. Mama K, type in Rescuers Down Under, and if you can spell it correctly, I'll give you an extra 20 points. Uh, so DJ Pizza gets 1,000. Uh, Ariel gets 1,000. Uh, Facebook gets 1,000. Lori gets 1,000. Uh, Lisa gets 1,000. And Nearly Silent Nick gets 1,000. Uh Holy Sister Lisa gets a thousand. Joe gets a thousand. Uh, K Ball gets a thousand. 
Namakase is rescuers. <laughs> if she spelled that correctly, I'll give her 1,020. All right, so... All right. Bob Newhart and Ava Gabor starred as Bernard and Bianca in the Rescuer sequel, The Rescuers Down Under. Despite the mis- middling reviews it received, I really, really like this movie. I love However, it does seem like a dangerous film to work on as Jim Jordan died after the first film, and this was Ava Gabor's last film, and John Candy died just a few years later. On a more positive note, the animation and animal movements are incredible, and the villain, Mick Leach, would become the inspiration uh, in characters and speech and look for featured Disney villains like Governor Radcliffe from Pocahontas, Commander Rourke from Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, and they practically copied him for Clayton from Tarzan. Now, we are moving into a bonus question. Oh my goodness gracious. This bonus question is going to be worth 200,000 points. Yes. Which means whoever gets this is probably going to be the winner. So, for 200,000 points, the bonus question is, what do at least one question from every category have in common. What? <laughs> so wait, every question we've had tonight have in common? At least one question one from one. every category has had a link to another, to every category. What is the link between each categories tonight, between the questions that I asked? Your categories again are crazy history, animal bananables, movie mysteries, sporty solicitations, and Disney discourse. What is the connection between all the categories? All the categories? Mm-hmm. It's not every question. It's at least one question from each category. Uh, Lori says men, K-Ball says you ask them, Mexico says animals, I was gonna say animals. Ariel says they're all fun facts, All right, I still feel good in my answers. Firsts, says Lori. After after men, she changed it to firsts. Or is that supposed to be fists? Do you... Uh, never mind. That's too dirty. Um, Kim's technically correct, so I'll give her... Uh, seven points. I did ask all the questions. Ariel's also correct because my facts are fucking baller. Uh, so Ariel will also get seven points. Um, animals were not mentioned in the first category. First, uh, I will say a lot of my questions were not about first, but also I'm not counting mentioning George Lucas's name as 
all my questions dealing with men, and that question definitely was not about men. And my animal questions, none of them were about men. Things that are underground. Using the word under. Using the word under. <laughs> Underwear. Uh, DJ Pizza gets, I don't know, three points for making me say underwear. <laughs> Multiple people, says Mama K. That's, that's called an orgy, Mom. Uh, so for that, I will give her eight, eight points. Um, any other guesses? I don't have a slide for this, so I can't like click it and be like, told ya. Oh, I will tell you, though, the uh, first question in every category somehow dealt with boxers. <laughs> the first question was about a bare knuckle boxer. The fourth question was about boxers, the dog. The fifth oh. question, uh, I mentioned Liam Neeson was an amateur boxer. The tenth question was um, about chess boxing, and I did mention Sylvester Stallone as Rocky, Rocky Balboa in my Walt Disney World question. So the answer was boxers. Uh, I'm going to add up these points real quick, but uh, just guessing at 106,000 points plus, DJ Pizza's the winner. And the prize for tonight <laughs> is her choice of a Sam Adams bottle opener. Would you like gold or silver? Oh, <laughs> uh, hell, you can have them both. I've got 100 of them. So... Uh, <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much, everybody, for playing. This was a lot of fun. I added that bonus question, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, tonight was a really good time. Uh, across the table for me, I've got Joe with the show. Joe with the show. I've got Nearly Silent Nick walking around in the back. Off to my left, I've got DJ Pizza, Holy Sister Lisa, playing with us tonight. We got uh, K Ball, Lori, Lisa, Ariel, Big Mama K, Mexico. Uh, James was in for a little bit, uh, possibly another Lisa. Chrissy came in a couple times, and uh, I never saw any guesses from her. But thank you so much for playing, everybody. I am David, the brewery underscore buddy. I think Brother Bill's in here somewhere, too. Uh, so thank you so much for joining, everybody. Have a great night, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, good night. I mean, he had it over here. Well, there's two lizards. At least. You're a lizard. We went crazy. How did they get in here? Uh.